Oh uh, man, I want to welcome Crash Roy to my show, Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Light 265, iHeartRadio, one of the nicest coming out of Columbus, Ohio, and he's representing for Cincinnati, Ohio tonight with the Reds hat on. But welcome to the show, man. Hottest on the way, available on all uh-huh. platforms. Finished, yes, Melanin are my top two favorites off of the project. No, 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 for sure. Appreciate that. Of course, man. Welcome to the show. How's your night going? How you feeling about the new release? How's everything, man? Uh, shit, I'm feeling good about it. I feel real good about it. Before it dropped, you know what I'm saying? I was kind of up and down about it because I didn't really drop like a real life project in a little minute. But, you know, once it actually dropped and I started seeing people like feedback and shit, like, I really started feeling way, way, way better about it. Yeah, for sure. Do you feel as though that this is your year now that you just dropped Hottest on the Way? You've been manifesting this for years. So I, I've been kind of tapped in a little bit here and there, especially when I went back to do my research on you. You've been trying to really break through and you're getting noticed. You've been at South by Southwest. You've been doing these performances, Sada Babies tapped into you. You have all these, the, the buzz and everything. Do you feel like th- this is this this is your year here to become a, a household name to the next level? Um, me personally, I just feel like I feel like this is my year just off the strength of like just getting to that next level. I mean, if I become a household name, shit, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? But like, I feel like my goal isn't to be like super crazy famous. I feel like my goal is just like to really build like a stronger core fan base of people that like really want to see me win and then kind of just go from there. So I feel like if anything, I just want to just break into more of that and just have like a stronger fan base and just get to that, to that level, if anything. Yeah. You can see that you've been putting in the work for years now. And what's really kept you going, man? Is it the passion behind it that this is just something that you've always, this is the root of music. It's just that it's your love of it because you've been working for a long time, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's my love for it. Um, I'm just one, I'm just a real passionate person for real. Like I work really, really hard towards anything that I truly want out of life. I feel like I gotta accomplish it. And I feel like this is one of them things where it's like, I gotta, like, I gotta see the other side of it. Like I'm in so deep with it. So, and I, and I feel like the worst thing I could ever do is give up. And I always kind of just remind myself that I kind of got a little motto where I say, if not me, then who? So it's like, if I ain't, yeah, like if I ain't gonna do this, anybody gonna do it for me. So it's like, I gotta keep going. Yeah, and people do say that you're the hottest out of Columbus, Ohio, for sure. But but I want to take it back to when you were 18 because you were out there managing DJs and setting up all these events and stuff. I heard something about an aquarium party and a yeah. shark tank. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. When I, I was uh, I had did some shit with an organization at a, a school called UC uh, Cincinnati University of Cincinnati, and um, definitely put together crazy ass uh party for it. That shit was nuts. But yeah, no, nah, I used to be on my management tip and I used to be uh I used to manage DJs, artists. Uh I used to be I thought that was what I was gonna do for real for real at first. And then all of a sudden so from there from your whole management experience, so when did you jump into the, the rap lane and, and decide to really take over as an artist? Because I feel as though you you are your own boss. Yeah. Um I feel like just when I was managing the artist and I was managing the DJ, uh, me personally, I feel like my life itself, like I always had a story. I just never really spoke on it. Like coming from Columbus, when I was coming up, being a rapper wasn't really like a thing. Like trying to tell somebody you was an artist back in like middle school and high school, the same way it is now. Like it was looked down upon. So like niggas wasn't, niggas wasn't doing no music. So like, in my brain, I used to think like, shit, man, the only way I'm gonna make it out is if I try to go to school. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Cincinnati, I'm gonna go to school and and try to get into the music industry on like the behind the scenes tip. But once I did that and I really started seeing like the behind the scenes and how everything worked, I'm like, damn, I, I really feel like I can do this for myself. You know what I'm saying? And I just kind of just jumped off the porch with it. Hey. Yeah. It just been moving ever since from there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Literally. But Gucci Mane was the one that really inspired you. So take me back. What was the Gucci out Gucci Mane album that spoke to you? Because you see, he taught you a lot about the streets, about the music Man. industry, real life with people switching up on you. Uh, really it was Gucci Mane, and it was Kanye West. Like it was like a, a weird blend. But shit, Gucci, shit, man, bird print, bird print, 3D, writing on the wall, like, it's it, it, the state version. I mean, it's so much, I ain't gonna lie, it's so many Gucci tapes, because Gucci has so many mixtapes that, like, I really can't name them all, but it's like, it's so much. It's so many tapes that, like, it's so many songs that I, I was a true Gucci fan. Like, I, deep down inside, I was a So Icy Boy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I see Goon Squad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? We was thugging. You feel me? So he was definitely a big inspiration to me. Uh, I feel like everybody I grew up with, like, we all really fuck with Gucci Mane, like, Flocka. Like, we all kind of grew up on that, like, Wayne and shit. But Gucci, man, like, he was talking that one shit that, like, a lot of motherfuckers wasn't talking. And, like, even when he was talking, I was actually seeing a lot of that shit in real life happening around me so it, it was more relatable you feel me and that's where i kind of like really like grew like a certain type of love for it have you had the chance to run into gucci throughout your time in the industry because you are a guy that's been all over the place as far as the states goes you have experience being all well, we're going to get in that in a minute but have you had the chance to meet gucci uh nah. i mean no. i just seen him like on some okay. like perform and like I, I didn't see them like passing, but like nah, I ain't never like been in like a close vicinity with Gucci. Like nah, I ain't never met him. Mm -hmm. Coming out of Columbus, was it difficult for you to really get that outreach and embrace early on? Is that why you wanted to expand? Because I know you saw that there were some things going on. You know, most people from Columbus they go to New York or Atlanta, but you thought that there was something there in LA. But is there a politics aspect behind Columbus or why it isn't easy for you guys to make it out? I mean, when you look at Cleveland, you got Bone Thugs and Harmony. What's the situation going on there in Columbus where you guys have to leave to go and make it? Um, well, like I said before, like growing up, Columbus just didn't have a music scene at all. Yeah. Like it was to the point where it's like when I was in high school, I didn't even know where a recording studio was even located. Like if somebody was to be like, you know where the stew at? I, I'm like, no, stew what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like doing music itself just wasn't a thing at all. Like now it is in, in the city, like it's a bunch of artists from the city now, but like back then it was it was none. Like it was it literally wasn't a thing. So I feel like since it was never a thing and like nobody from the city actually made it. There was no culture for it. Like, there was nobody there, like, anticipating anybody to really blow up off of it. So, yeah, like, even me, like, I even said it myself. Like, if somebody would tell me there was a rapper, I would have paid him no mind. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, a nigga would be like, yeah, I'm like, you dead ass? Like, like, for real? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it just wasn't no culture for it. So, I feel like you got to move to places where it's like they already have, like, a built-in, like, culture and fan base and like they already doing up and coming shows and shit like that where you can actually like chase that dream realistically you feel me mm -hmm. LA, you chose to go there because you thought that there was a little untapped potential there, that there was something hidden there, especially they had a major media market still do as far as the platforms, given the artists down there, as far as like interviews and media. But yeah. what, what were some, because I know you met, I think it was Raw Bone that you met down there at the mansion party. So what yeah. were some of the, the major things that you were able to take away from LA, not it being music dominant? Because when you go to LA, people think that's the movie scene. So what were you able to take away from the business side of things down in LA? Uh, well, me personally, when I had first moved out there, that's when, like, the SoundCloud era was really, like, booming. And, like, every every big SoundCloud artist, every artist that had, like, one hit off SoundCloud, it's like they immediately went to L.A. So, in my brain, I was just like, shit, I'm from Ohio. Nobody really know about Ohio. If I stack my cheese up and get a crib out in L.A., I'm going to be around more up-and-coming artists that's, like, people take serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, because people, like, that SoundCloud wave, like, it was a lot of motherfuckers that used to clown that shit, but, like, them niggas was getting paid. Like, them boys was having motion. Like, they was doing shows, features. Like, it was getting big looks and getting signed. So I'm like, shit, I'm a real nigga. So it's like, shit, if I go to L.A., I tap in with some motherfuckers. I'm doing, I'm doing the rap shit. You feel me? Like, 
niggas gonna have to fuck with me, like, cause you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna be out there really like connecting the dots. And that's how I looked at it. Like, I wanna go somewhere where there's a lot more motherfuckers in my lane, like kind of like up and coming on like the underground SoundCloud shit. And just just try to get features and network and kind of get in where I fit in on that side. You feel me? Mm-hmm. With the whole thing that's been going on with TikTok recently, because that's what people are capitalizing off of now. You see that the states are trying to ban TikTok right now. I guess their whole issue yeah. with China. Do you think that SoundCloud is SoundCloud is going to get that buzz back if TikTok is taken down and banned? Oh yeah, if TikTok get banned. I mean, even if TikTok get banned, there's so many different like platforms that's kind of already stepping in to that short like you got instagram that's doing the short videos you got youtube shorts um you got facebook you know what i'm saying so everybody kind of like stepping in that i feel like one of those will probably end up being like the forefront for if they get rid of tiktok but soundcloud i feel like soundcloud i feel like it never truly go away like i got songs out right now that do way better on SoundCloud than they do on like Apple Music and Spotify. So I it's it's always I feel like it's always gonna be a market for it. And it plus it's like mainly like free streaming. You know what I'm saying? So that's another reason I feel like it's always gonna be a market for it. Cause it's people that like that just can't afford Apple Music or can't afford Spotify. And you know, motherfuckers be overseas and shit, being from like different like places, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like they ain't got paid to be so, so I feel like SoundCloud oh, is only going to be a thing for real, for real. Like, Yeah. No, it, it's, it's interesting to hear that, especially how you're still, I'm not surprised that you're still doing numbers on there, but to see that people are actually still on there looking and listening on it. But like you said, people may not be able to afford Apple Music. So SoundCloud's always going to be there 100%. But yeah. From LA, what made you say next, okay, I'm going to take this to, to the A, to ATL? Um, I feel like I did everything that I wanted to do in LA. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did everything I wanted to do besides be rich as hell or be famous as hell. Like, I thought that was the only other thing that was missing. You feel me? But I feel like on the networking side and meeting up with people and just seeing, like, how everything worked out there, I I, I, I laid down. You know what I'm saying? I did all that work on that side of things. And I feel like, with me, I feel like Atlanta was a place where it's like, I always, deep, deep down inside, wanted to, like, move to Atlanta and like kind of like work it for real for real so I was just like fuck it I had the money to do it I feel like I did everything I wanted to do in LA so I was like fuck it I'm gonna take my talents to Atlanta and if I can do it again out here then it's like now nah, I got LA I got Atlanta I got back home I can just keep on you know what I'm saying just keep building on that like core fan base for real because that's what I'm really really trying to do mm-hmm. And it's growing from there. I can tell just by it. the buzz is only hottest on the way. That's true. You can really yeah. if you're just listening to music. You already know. So tell me, how do you rewrap right back to, to Phoenix? Because you, you're in L.A., but then you spent some time out in Phoenix and then we'll get to Toronto because you've been yeah. all over the place. So how yeah. did you get back to how do you go to Phoenix from Atlanta? So my sister, my sister, she ended up having a she ended up having a son some years back and um she was living in Ohio and she just really wanted to get the fuck about Ohio for real, for real. And I was living out in LA, but they didn't want to live in Cali. So they kind of just kind of settled on the whole, like, fuck it. Like we found some shit out in Phoenix. We live out in Phoenix. So my sister live out there and um, got a house out there. So I'll be, I'll be out in Phoenix thugging for real. Like I'll be connecting dots out there. They don't got a rap scene, but like, it's 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 still be some motion out there, man. You feel me? Yeah. So I definitely be fucking with Phoenix. I ain't gonna lie. So I was out there for a little while with her, you know what I'm saying, my nephew. And um, yeah, just doing the same shit, just connecting dots, cause you know, this rap shit, I'm independent. It, it take a whole lot more than just, you know, rapping to make this shit happen. So what sparked you to go to Toronto from there as far as because you, when you look at they have a huge music scene when we look at Drake and then Tory. Yeah, so Toronto, um, that was like another kind of like a little experiment type city because before before my sister moved to, um, before she moved to Phoenix, she first was like, I just want to get out the country. I just want to live out the country. So 
And Toronto is actually is actually really close to Ohio. It's like down there like a four hour drive. You know what I'm saying? It's so close. nah, it's super close. Uh so we first kind of like experimented up in Toronto for a little while, maybe for like eight, nine months, something like that. They had a little spot out there in Vaughn. And um it was smooth. I ended up meeting a lot of people for real. For, I met a couple of DJs out there. I got cool with this little group out there called Come Down. They was real hospitable. You know what I'm saying? They def show love. I did a bunch of shows out there and in Vancouver. So I fuck with Canada. Yeah. I actually fuck with Canada a lot. I ain't even gonna lie. I, I actually want to do more shows out there for real. Mm-hmm. Can you see the impact that Drake ha- had right away as soon as going there? Did you see the impact? You could just see it in the music oh, scene yeah. out there. Yeah. And you can hear it in their music. Like, even when you listen to like up and coming artists from like Toronto, you can really hear like the Drake and the Weekends influence, like, definitely by the way they just like make their songs. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, no, nah, that's a huge influence. I mean, shit, before Drake, they didn't have a rap scene. No. So it's like, but now they got a lot of artists. It's a lot of artists from out there. And they actually got some some decent, like, they got some niggas mm-hmm. out there that that's hard for real. I ain't gonna lie. Like, they got some shit out there. Yeah. No, no, they do. But, I mean, as far as performances goes, the South by Southwest one back yeah. in the day, how was that? Uh, Shit, I used to love South by Southwest. You know, at one point, you feel me, the SoundCloud shit ran South by. Yeah. You feel me, like, all the SoundCloud artists ran. That's from back when the labels ain't run South by, and like you really just had to be doing numbers, and like niggas just had to fuck with you, and they book you and put you on hella shows. But now the labels run that shit. You feel me? But back then, that shit was just a match. It was just like you know what I'm saying. You can't force a lot of them vibes. Like running up and down Sixth Street, you doing damn near four five shows a day. Then you got your partner out there. He bringing you out on his set. Like you just out there thugging. Like I ain't gonna lie. Like South by Southwest definitely like was a special moment in my career because I feel like that's when I actually felt like an actual artist. Mm. And this was headlined, I was reading online by Khalid. Yeah. Yeah. Not facts. I did a bunch of shows out there, a bunch of big ones too. For South by, yeah. So that's when I actually was like, yeah, man, like I'm actually, I'm actually here. And then like when you go to South by, you actually start to peep how many like other people in the industry listen to you or fuck with you that you didn't even know about. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many artists down there at once that like, that re- they'll tell you, like, yeah, nah, I know who you is, bro. Like, you oh, shit hard, you feel me? So, you, nah, you mentioned yeah. South by Southwest right there. What what has been some other times that you've noticed that? Because it, it's so hard in the digital age because you see the numbers, people are listening to you, but you can't physically see, and, and you really don't mentally think that you're as big as you are because you're behind a screen and you're just putting the music out there. But when did you realize yourself that? Wow, people know who I am and I'm bigger than because even though the numbers may not show it, your following is bigger than it is because not everyone clicks that follow button, not everyone yeah. subscribed. So when did you realize that all oh, this is bigger than what it looks like on the Instagram and social media tip? Um it's so many different moments. I feel like it's so many different moments. Uh I know I remember one one I remember. Um, I had got invited to this house party in LA and I didn't even know who house it was. And then when I got there, I realized it was Ray Shriver and them. It was like Ray Shriver's house. And they had like a studio inside their crib. And I remember just walking back into the studio and I'm just in there just chilling type shit. And I just remember Sway Lee like turned around to me and he was just like, oh shit, what's good with you, bro? And I'm just like, oh, what's up? Like, what's good? Like, I mean, I know who you is, of course, but like, he was just like, so I, and I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, oh, what's good, man, Rory? He was like, nah, I know who you is. He was like, nah, your shit hard. And I feel like that was kind of one of those moments where it's like, like, for real? Like, that's so random, you know what I'm saying? And there's been a lot of moments similar to that one, like, with a lot of different artists where they'll just be like, nah, I know who you is type shit. And I feel like when it kind of got to that point, I was really like, okay, like, I'm really here, like, you know what I'm saying? I definitely arrived, because, you know, when you just see the numbers, you don't know who... who, who you don't know who's looking was, at it. Yeah, you don't know where that view is coming from, where that play or that stream is coming from, so... 
Shit, damn near like a month or two ago, Elliot Wilson randomly followed me on Instagram. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, what is the, like, I don't even know why he did that. Like, I mean, I do because I make music, because, but it's like, I ain't never like had a conversation with him or had an interview, nothing with him. So it was just kind of want it'd be a lot of shit like that where I just, like, you really never know who be paying attention. Yeah, no, you you never know, and you know people are just and, and it's a and it's kind of on a negative tip a little bit when you think about it because it's like, do I have to go viral for these people to reach out? I feel as though that people are always so yeah. hungry to catch off the clout of something going viral. That's when they take advantage, and it's like, nah, I'm putting this. I got hottest on the way out right mm-hmm. now, but they they want that viral moment to capitalize. Yeah. To actually, like they'll follow you, but they'll actually connect with you when they feel yeah. you're getting that buzz. Oh yeah, nah, facts. That, and I feel like that's that's how a lot of motherfuckers that do know me or do fuck with me, like in the industry, are with me right now. Like I feel like they all waiting for me to catch that one hit or that one song or that one buzz, and then like they all just gonna come out the woodwork and just, oh yeah, man, let's do this, let's do that, let's do this. You feel me? But that's how the industry go. That's how all industries go, for real, from rapping to acting. To sports, it's like once you catch your moment, everybody gonna want to fuck with you. So, you know, I'm prepared for it, man. I just want to wait. Exactly. Or you could be like the Knicks, go on a nine game winning streak, and still no one cares. They 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 ignore you. That's also part of the industry as well. <laughs> literally, literally, it can be out here crunching, like really punching for real, like doing wild numbers, and niggas are still just be like, okay, so are we? Yeah. So it's like. It just all depends. Like, you really don't know. Because there's people out here that's doing crazy numbers that's not, like, huge artists. Yeah. You feel me? So that's why I was like, shit, as long as I get me a nice core fan base, you know what I'm saying, that's constantly listening to everything that I drop, they can keep me on the road and keep me doing shows and just, you know what I'm saying, just keep what I got going, going. I'm cool. Like, I'm content with that. Like, you feel me? Like, I don't gotta be as big as little baby and little Dirk and all them. Like, like well, I just want to get my pay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just want to get my pay, make my moves, make shit happen, and then put my people in position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've been doing that. And speaking of putting your people in position, I wanted to get in the Insomniac Mob and getting into all this because this was a collective of, of you guys out there, as far as designers, models, artists. Yeah, just everything just is a collective. And I see you got your own sweatshirt there on your own hoodie there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is one of the Samyak soldier hoodies. This actually, I damn near forgot I even had this on, but yeah, this is like almost vintage at this point. <laughs> like, I didn't had this shit for years. Yeah, so how's the collective running? Because I was doing my research, and unfortunately, you lost one of your close friends a little while ago, a videographer, rest in peace. And, yeah. and how's the collective running? Because you guys have been going strong for a while. Um, it, it, it goes back a long time. Yeah, no, nah, facts. Yeah, when we lost so, so visuals, I feel like that really was kind of like the death of the collective almost. Like, he was really what kept it firmly together because how creative he was and the way that he worked like he went and shot the videos he did the cover arts he designed the the merch you know what i'm saying like anything creative he took the photos he was like and he was just our friend like he was our best friend like it wasn't just like he was just some like he just worked you feel me like this is really our dog like you know what i'm saying like i only knew him before he passed maybe for like five, six years, but like everybody else, they've been knowing him since he, he was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that really, really fucked up a lot, a lot of shit because once he passed, then everybody kind of had to like work with other videographers and, and photographers and graphic artists. And you know, once you take away, I feel like the way our shit looked, so I feel like our shit, it, it all looked the way it looked because we had one person doing that. Like the chemistry matched. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what it was saying? in sync. Like, yeah, yeah, it was super in sync. So, I mean, Millie, he's still going strong. You feel me? Millie's still doing a lot of music. I mean, 
and I'm still going strong. I don't really pump like that Insomniac shit as much as I did because I got my own label and I'll be kind of pushing my own brand Southside Worldwide. Uh, but I'm still yes. in sound like, like them still my brothers. Like <clears throat> I talk to Millie, I talk to Lambs, I talk to all them like all the time, like literally all the time. I'm still my brothers, like for real, for real. So, but now I still be, but I still be pushing my own label and my own brand. You feel me? Southside Worldwide. Yeah, Southside Worldwide. Because it's, I know it's so much that I can do for not only like for my peoples, but like my peoples back home, like. You feel me? Like, I, I want to be like that person that can like sign artists from Columbus and bring more light to the city. So I definitely want to get in that position for real, for real. Now, when you go back to Columbus, what is it that you bring as far as the resources go? Or do you tell them to relocate, come to ATL? What are some what are some of the major tips that you do give the artists there that you see potential in? Um, I tell niggas that shit. I be telling niggas like, man, you got to move around. Like, you got to see more to be more. But like, Niggas don't listen. And then the ones that do do be trying to move around and shit, like, they don't be out here, like, on no rap shit. Because, like, I don't know if they think they, like, too good for it or they just not confident enough. I don't know what it is, like, but niggas from the city, they don't really, like, be outside moving around for real, for real. It's like, it's one artist out there, this nigga named Bono. He one of the few niggas from the city that, like, really be moving around and making shit happen but like most artists I mean and Doobie like but outside of like Doobie Vano that's really all that I know of that actually be like moving around and trying to work with other artists but they don't be listening they don't really care they just want to be the hottest niggas in the city you know what I'm saying they just want to make the top 50 list of Ohio and I just be feeling like they just be forgetting this it's, 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 it's a whole world outside of It's Ohio. bigger than that. Yeah, like, you need to really be tapping in with the world. It's like, they just be too busy trying to get motherfuckers that's around them to fuck with them. And it's like, those not going to be the ones that's going to buy your merch. They're not going to be the ones that's going, you know what I'm saying, pay the bills. It's, it's, it's these motherfuckers. You got to touch these other cities and tap in with these other motherfuckers. Like, them the niggas that can get you a deal. They're the ones that can make sure you straight. You know what I'm saying? They can really put you in the game, like really put you in the industry, but they want to do it their way. So if they want to do it their way, that's cool. But I feel like once I finally bust down them doors and make them connections and I got the type rank that I'm really working towards getting, then I we we can we can maybe we can do something. You know what I'm saying? Like for sure. Tell me about forming your own label here with Southside Worldwide and, and being your own CEO and getting this label together. When was the decision that, man, I'm going to put up my own label? Because there's a distribution factor to this as well, because when you look under the yeah. release material, Hitmaker Distribution. Yeah. So um, Hitmaker, they, uh, I had collabed with them for uh, for Hottest on the Way. Hottest on the Way. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I basically, uh, we did a licensing. So I had the licensing deal with them. But it's still everything. The the whole project is still under Southside Worldwide. Um, but you said what made me want to put it together? What, what was it that sparked you to say I'm gonna be, I'm gonna create my own label here? I'm gonna be my own boss. And just what's taking you to keeping it running and, and being able to take it and creating yeah. such a buzz for yourself as independent? Uh, me personally, I feel like just the way I was moving. Like even when I just got up and moved to LA all by myself. I feel like those was to me my own personal boss moves. Like I always kind of told people, like I am my own manager, I am my own CEO. Like, like people are like, oh, who's your team? Who's your team? Like, I see your videos, I see this, I see that. Like, who's your team? And I'm like, you looking at them. Like, I'm my team. I'm the one that reach out to the producers. I'm the one that reach out to the graphic designers, the videographers. I'm the one that pay them. It come out of my pocket. Like, everything you see. It's all on me. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, since I was doing that for so long, it was like, I need to make sure I'm doing this underneath my, like, I need to be doing this the right way, basically. Yeah. That's kind of like how I came with the whole Southside Worldwide, because that was the goal from, from the beginning, was to, to put my hood on and put, tell my story and then make my, make this Southside shit worldwide and let niggas know, like, this shit is bigger than Columbus. This is bigger than Ohio. This shit 
that we got in our culture and the shit that we talk about, the shit that we do, this this is worldwide shit. So it's like, that's why I pump that shit and I push that shit so much. What would it take to you, do you think, would you ever consider, because I mean, you've done everything this far, so it's like, why would you consider signing to a major? But would there be anything that would tempt you to be like, okay, yeah, maybe I should get a distribution deal here with a major and partner up? Yeah, if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm a businessman. You feel me? Like, I've been doing this music shit for a while, and it's like, it just literally just has to make sense. You feel me? Like, even with the licensing deal that I did, like, that made sense. It was, I'd rather do that than, than sign away my master's. The publishing, yeah, you, know, you don't want that to nightmare. Yeah, my, yeah, like, you feel me? Like, uh, if it makes sense, then yeah. Hell yeah, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a businessman. We can, as long as the outcome is literally income, we can put it together. And definitely, if you can put me in a position where I can even, like, partner my label up and, and, and with a major, and then I have a budget to sign artists, you feel me? Like, that's, that's have A&Rs and, you know what I'm saying, a marketing team and shit like that. Like, so, yeah, if it makes sense, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that you're on that Master P type of time because he's done everything from top to bottom himself. I mean, with priority, just the things that he's achieved in the industry, but you, you've even over-accomplished, especially coming across these scammers. Cause I heard that there's a, a manager back in the day who lied and said that he was managing two chains and all these artists and tried to get oh, yeah. a, a bad management deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I first got to the A, um, dude had reached out to me and basically he I guess he thought I was a dummy. I guess he thought I was just one of these type dudes. And he was saying that he was managing two chains and whatnot. And he was trying to hurry up and make me sign a management deal for 25%. It's like, no. Like, why the fuck would I do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. all I give you 25% of what I got going when I'm the one that got this shit going by myself. Like, if I'm going to give a manager any type of percentage, he better be somebody that I know for a fact can make shit shake. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, really open up the doors and put me around motherfuckers. Like, but but it, it don't be nobody like that that's coming around that's talking that talk. So it's like, no. till then, I'm cool. You feel me? Yeah, no, I could definitely. And it's crazy just everything that goes on in the industry. And, you, and you, we talked about selling all your rights and your publishing. Isn't it crazy when you look at an artist like Future who sells it, his entire catalog? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's 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 too much money in this shit. Like, it's too much. Like, it's too much shit. Like, it's too many ways to get paid with this shit for me to be playing around with any old local jokester. You feel me? Thinking they about to get over on me. Like, I've been doing this shit for way too long. Like, gotta make it make sense. Crazy. And everybody want to talk about this and that and that and the third. Like, no. I know what's going on with me. Like, gotta make sense. It's gotta. I, I wanted to tap into this because this is a, a sports show, and John ja Morant is a song on, on the on the project. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on this whole John ja Morant thing? And you know, how, how close is this when you're looking at it? How the league treated AI back in the day? Uh, honestly, the way I feel about the John, ja I mean, honestly, the, uh, me personally, he should he shouldn't be doing have the shit he doing and if you're going to do that and be on that be on that on yo you know what i'm saying like be more private about it because he ain't the only athlete that be toting he ain't the only athlete that be turned up him and his his uh, his niggas is from the streets like he ain't the only athlete i think the only thing about him is that like he's he's a he's a he's a young generation superstar and you know just with the young generation period, even if you take away the superstar aspect, they on the internet, like they put everything on the net. Like they put their whole lives on the net. You feel me? And that's the difference between him and AI. You feel me? Like it's really hard to compare somebody like him to AI when, you know what I'm saying? AI wasn't putting all his Putting all that stuff out there on social media. But it's like, there was no social media. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, now that there is a social media, it's like, oh, he blowing the bag. He doing this. He fucking up. He he want to be from the hood so bad. But it's like, what if he really is from the hood? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the only part I don't really like. Like when motherfuckers be like, he's a fake thug. And 
yada, yada, yada. It's like, y'all don't know this, man. Like, just because somebody good at basketball don't mean he ain't from nothing or he ain't from the hood or he ain't had no struggles. Like, that could really be who he really is. You know what I'm saying? Like, one thing I learned about moving around to these different cities, you got to fake respect certain niggas gangster. Like, just because you think a nigga corny don't mean he corny because half time, half the time the niggas is calling nigga corny are real life cornballs. Like, it really be a cornball nigga trying to call another nigga corny. So it's like, but I feel like it's easier ways to get his approach across. Like, you can listen to NBA Youngboy and post a video with $500,000. Cause me, that's gangster. Yeah. Like, if you want to show niggas you gangster shit, up your chain, nigga. Fucking post 500 rats, nigga, and let them talk about that. Like, yeah, nigga, like, y'all want think I want to be from the hood, nigga. Rich is gangster, nigga. I'm richer than all you niggas making all them jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I still dunk on the motherfucking end. Fuck y'all's hoe. You feel me? Like, <laughs> but that's how I feel about it. I mean, I feel, honestly, you got to chill out. You feel me? Like, if he was one of my young niggas, I'd be like, hey, bro, take, don't put that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you're you're telling on that. yourself. Social media is getting so many yeah. people in trouble. It's like, why are you? It's crazy. I put that shit on the ground. Like, you feel me? Like, don't, don't, don't fuck the bag up because you really got the bag. Yeah. So it's like, don't fumble the bag. But other than that, it's like, but still do you though. Like, if you want, yeah. you want to be on your thug shit. If you want to be on that, do that. Just keep it off the neck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all I just keep that shit off the deck, man. Cause I fuck with John Moran. Like yeah, I fuck he's, with John. He's crazy. He took over. I mean, the, the Grizzlies, they drafted just him and he changed the whole team. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I fuck with John. Yeah. Like his playing style. Like, I feel like John's John's the way you imagine yourself playing in your dreams. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like when you go to sleep and you be out there balling, like the type shit you be doing in your daydreams is what Ja actually do in real life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I fuck with Ja. Like, that nigga really be going crazy, like the craziest. So yeah. it's like, yeah, man, he just gotta chill out, man. <laughs> yeah, I hope he gets back out in the court soon because apparently there's people looking into him. He's getting investigated, and you saw yeah, Ja that. Warrant tre- uh, trending on the Twitter today. So. People yeah. are going to keep playing with him. But when he gets back, I guarantee you, because the Grizzlies, what are they, first or second still in the West? I mean, he, that's how yeah. that's how much of a generational talent he is, is that. Yeah, no, nah, he's amazing. Yeah, he's insane. Now, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing him get back on the court and go at it and prove all the haters wrong. But I want to take it back to 2018 with uh, you reading online, you would get in a picture with Kanye West. And he's yeah. an idol of yours because you mentioned Gucci and Kanye. So how was it to meet one of your idols and get a picture with him? Um, actually, it almost felt unreal. Like, even when that moment was happening, like, the whole time it was happening, like, it literally felt like it was unreal. Like, every single moment. You know what I'm saying? It was quick. Like, I wasn't around him for too, too long, but, like, for the amount of time that I was around him, it was just like, wow, like, this is really Kanye West. And it was, like, around the time where, like, Kanye West was kind of, like, in high end. And then he, like, the only time you would catch him is if, like, in these weird behind-the-scene type shits and i was uh i know kid cuddy manager okay yeah yeah so i was tied in with kid cuddy manager so you know what i'm saying i was fucking with them and kid cuddy had this big show out in la um so i was just already with them but kanye kind of like surprised kid cuddy and just pulled up on some like surprise like i'm about to come out and perform with you because like that was like around that weird time people thought they was beefing and shit like that so he literally just came out of nowhere and it was just like damn I'm right here i'm already with cuddy then kanye come it was just like damn like you know what i'm saying and then plus one of his managers uh, i already knew one of his managers too because uh one of my old managers he used to like kind of work with him and shit and like do little business deals with him on some Midwest shit. So yeah, man, that shit was crazy. I ain't gonna lie. That shit was insane. That shit was insane, man. I wish I could meet him again for real. Yeah, I know it. It's crazy because everything that happened, do you think that Kanye can make a, a comeback? Do you think, cause I feel as though now it's just like, 
with what Dude. he said, it's it's so tarnished. Because ever since that happened, the only thing I'm hearing about is I think he took someone's phone out of a car and threw it. it he's on the DL now. So do you feel as though that Kanye could revamp his image and come back here because everything fell through with Adidas? Do you feel as though? It's, it's, it's Kanye. Like, it's Kanye. He can make a comeback at any time, any moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's if he want to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got that type of impact where it's like, if he, he, he can dive back into the music, dive back into the producing, and he can make a, a quality project. So it's like, he can make a comeback at any moment. I think he know that. I think just personally, his his actual personal life is just all over the place. So I feel like music ain't really the forefront at this current moment. You feel me? So will he make a comeback? I have no idea. But can he make a comeback? Absolutely. He's Kanye West. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And I was actually having a conversation the other day about Kanye because everyone was like, oh, he got hurt from the Adidas deal. But Adidas is hurting, too. So Yeah, they lost a Billy. Yeah, man. they lost a lot off of him. So yeah, they lost a whole Billy playing around with him. Like, yeah, I yeah. put some respect on Kanye. Like, I know a lot of y'all think he a coon and all that type shit, but it's like, y'all got to put respect on Kanye's name. Like, y'all know, y'all know that boy. He liked that for real, for real. Yeah. Like, he liked that for real, for real. Like, you thought we was gonna keep fucking with Adidas? What, nobody wearing no goddamn Adidas's. You know what I'm saying? Before Yeezy went over there and started playing around with y'all niggas, like nobody rocking no Adidas. The only thing maybe I had the little Adidas little little jumpsuit with the sweats. Yeah. Well, nobody wearing no goddamn Adidas <laughs> shoes. Like man, cut it out, man. We ain't gonna run DMC. Right. Uh, so yeah, you gotta put respect on my boy name, man. They gotta run that nigga another Billy. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe niggas might buy the shoes again, man. But until then, I gotta make shit right, with my boy. Yay. Yeah, yeah, it, it it is what it is. I agree. And Sada Baby, talk about him introducing you in the studio because I've seen that video. Just to have yeah. him being like the focal point of Detroit right now, pretty much of the newer generation. Yeah. Um. Honestly, that this another another unexpected. I I didn't even know you knew who I was. Kind of moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. He literally DM me on some probably like damn near three four in the morning, and was just like, "Hey man, RGB and Peace Tree, that shit hard." Like they're my two favorite songs, and I'm thinking like, you know what I'm saying? Because I think he lost his original IG, so like the IG it was like underscore underscore dot side. Of, I thought it was a, a Fugazi side of Baby Page. I ain't gonna lie. And then I really looked at it and I went to the actual page. I'm like, damn, this is really him. Like, damn, I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate that, like, for real. So, um, he basically ended up letting me know that he was going to be in Atlanta just recording and shit, working, and uh, told me to pull up. So, when he came out here, he really is who he say he is. Like, I ain't going to lie, one thing I can say, I know some people might feel, feel they kind of way about Sada Baby, but I feel like my interaction with him was extremely genuine. Mm-hmm. And it was probably one of the most genuine experiences that I had with any artist in the industry to this date. You know what I'm saying? Like from the very second he hit me up in the DM, he didn't have to hit me up. You know what I'm saying? He was genuine about it. And then when he said he wanted to link up in the studio, which so many artists say all the fucking time, he actually, actually linked up, linked, linked up in the studio when he got out here. So he was just a real nigga about that through and through. And then when I got there, even still, I walked in. It was niggas in the room that didn't know me. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of niggas in the room. He didn't make me feel like a stranger. Immediately, he made me feel like I belong. You know what I'm saying? Like, immediately introduced me to everybody. And then he kind of just, like, gave me my praise. Like, he was just kind of like, hey, man, like, y'all niggas don't know who Crash Rory is, but this nigga hard as fuck. Like, that RGB shit I'm listening to, that Peachtree shit I'm listening to, man. They was like, oh, yeah, like, nah, this him, like. Is he one of the ones? And he yeah. from he from Ohio, so it was kind of one of them experiences where I was just like, damn, like I was kind of shocked because I'm like, this this right here has never happened. Like I didn't been in the yo with so many different artists, so many different artists, and that has never happened. Like never, at least not no introduce me to everybody and tell everybody, then start playing my music for everybody. Like that was one of the realest shits I ever seen a nigga do. So. Did that, then right away, we probably knocked out probably like three, four songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit was real. I ain't even gonna lie. That shit was real, man. Much love to Sada Baby, man. 
for real. That was some real nigga shit. That's put me true. on his song, on his single. Yeah. And he put me on a song with Skilla Baby. And Skilla Baby, one of the hottest niggas, young niggas from Detroit. So even the fact that I even on a song with him and then even with Skilla, shit was a blessing for real, man. I appreciate that, man. But I feel like when you stay down, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? You stay down, shit happen. You feel me? Like, I always tell myself that, like, you a real nigga, man. Like, doors gonna open, niggas gonna notice that. Yeah. It may not be today, it might not be tomorrow, it might not be next year, but like, at some point, real niggas gonna notice that and they gonna fuck with you. So I just kinda stay in my lane and kinda just stick to that, for real, for real. Stay true to yourself and, and RGB because you had the hats. You were representing off of the single RGB. Yeah. Are you still pushing the clothing line? Because I remember hearing about you having your own late, your own clothing line as well. Yeah, so, um, well, RGB was actually, uh, so. It's, RGB uh, Freight. Boy, yeah, yeah, it's my boy. It's my boy Shooter. And my uh, it's another dude named Twan that makes the hats. So I was uh, tied in with Shooter. Shooter actually, um. Futures, uh, he's one of his managers. Okay. Yeah, so when I was when I was living in the A, I got tapped in with Futures manager. And just, you know what I'm saying, fucking around with him, trying to put shit together with him, you feel me, just trying, you feel me, on my Atlanta shit. Uh, he the one that put me on to the RGB shit. And I just genuinely just fuck with the brand. Like, I, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just fuck with the brand, you feel me? Like, it was some popping shit in the A. And I just... Anywhere I'm at, I just like the, you know what I'm saying, fuck with whatever, the, you know what I'm saying, the culture, you feel me? So I just like, fuck it. I grabbed a bunch of them. But I actually, I made the song in L.A., which is funny. I just literally had the hat on, and I was in L.A., and it just kind of just kind of all just came about. But, nah, yeah, I just generally fuck with the brand, for real, for real. But, yeah, I'm about to start my own uh, clothing line. I already been working on, like, mock-ups and shit like that. Uh, it's going to be called P.O.S., uh, okay. Piece of Shit. Yeah, so it's gonna be called POS, aka piece of shit. And um yeah, man. Hopefully I can get that out sooner than later. You feel mm -hmm. me? But I wanted to I wanna make sure it, it rolls out the right way because I don't want it to just be like any old clothing. Like it ain't gonna just be a shirt with the words on it, like my shit really gonna be, you know what I'm saying? Like Legit. some shit, you feel yeah. me? So so yeah, that's definitely on the way. Hottest on the way, available on all platforms right now. Crash Roy, what else do you have on the way this year? What are you looking as far as the rollout here? You know, I think we're going through some rolling loud stuff coming. What are some other things that you're looking to accomplish this year? Because we're only in the first quarter. March just started. Yeah. So what are you looking to accomplish this year? Um, well, shit, I got another tape that's about to come out um, right after Hottest on the Way. That's wow. literally done. Um, it's going to be called Test Drive. Test Drive. Yeah, yeah. So, and basically, with that tape, it's gonna be. It's, a lot of the songs on the tape is already out, but I want to put all those songs that's out on one central tape instead of like these a bunch of random singles. I want to put it on one one project, so it make it easier when people find me. They can just find like that. So it's gonna be songs like RGB and Peace Tree uh, that's gonna be on that tape, and uh, it's gonna be uh, basically executive executively produced. By Raw Bone, okay. And, uh, yeah. First World Problems. Uh, so, yeah. So that tape is coming out the hottest on the way. It's called Test Drive. Definitely be on the lookout for that. And um, yeah, I got I got some videos that I'm about to drop for the hottest on the way project. Um, I'm gonna have some videos dropping for the Test Drive project. And uh, I really just want to just keep on just working, just keep working until this shit just turn into to to way more. You feel me? But it ain't gonna happen unless the fans make it happen. So that's how I'm working. I'm just I'm just gonna put the work out and then it's up to y'all to make it do what it's supposed to do. So Exactly. What's the fan favorite right now off of Hottest on the Way? Because it just dropped. So what's the one that you notice that um, your fans are going crazy over? I feel like it's kind of all over the place, for real, for real. But me personally, I'll probably say Melanin is doing Yeah, really I like well. Melanin. Yeah, Melanin is doing really well. Um, uh, Only Fenster, a lot of people have been hitting me up about Only Fenster. Um, Only Fenster been doing well, Off the Wrist. A lot of people tell me they fuck with Off the Wrist. Uh, and um, 
Yeah, I'll probably say Melanin, Off the Wrist, Only Finster might be like the real, real deal fan favorites right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, as, you know, far as, as far as traveling this year, I'm curious because you've been all over the place. You did mention you want to go back to Toronto. Is there a new place that you're looking to try out this year to get known in? Uh, mm, to get known in, yeah, to just spread I out, mean, do some performances, visit. Uh, if anything, overseas, overseas, yeah, if anything, overseas, like I ain't never did no show in Europe, you know what I'm saying? Like, but when it, as far as America go, I mean, it don't really matter anywhere in America for real, for mm-hmm. real, like. Anywhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna pull up on you. We're gonna turn it up. <laughs> but me, actually, actually, I do want to get actually, I'm wrong. I do want to actually spread my wings a little bit more in Texas. Okay. I actually got a really, really solid fan base. Like, when I be checking my numbers, Houston is like one of my biggest cities when it comes to my numbers. So, want some random shit. So, I actually do want to um, do more shit in Texas, Houston. Uh, Dallas, uh, yeah, Houston, Dallas for show, for show. So, yeah, Texas. I definitely want to do some more shows, definitely out in Texas. Hottest on the way for sure, man. I believe it. You're one of the hardest working men out here for years. The hard work's got to pay off, you know. It is because you're getting your flowers from guys like Sada Baby. We've seen it. So, you're, you're seeing the fruits of your labor. It's just. You're one step, you know. What I mean, I you always gotta look at it when you're talented. Whatever you do in your life, yeah, you're step away. Literally, literally, I'm right there at that door. I just gotta, you know what I'm saying? Just gotta turn that knob. You feel me? Yeah. Literally, right there at that door. So yeah. Hey man, like I yeah. said, man, hottest on the way, man. Like if y'all don't see it, y'all finna see it, man. You already know. Crash Rari, I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. I had a great convo with you. I appreciate your story and everything that you revealed here on the show tonight and just Not all the sure. work you've been putting in, man. You're, you're always welcome on anytime. I got hottest in the way in my rotation, and Melanin and Finished are my favorites. You already know. I stamped those two yeah. right away. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Now for real. Of course, man. And they can follow you on Instagram at Crash Rari. Do you have a Twitter? Yeah, um, Crash underscore Rari. Crash underscore Rari. Okay, there you go. So there you have it. Yeah. Any other platforms, YouTube that you want to plug in, the TikToks, you can plug those in as well. Uh, oh, yeah, YouTube, shit, Crash Rari, you know what I'm saying? And then TikTok, same, Crash Rari. Um, tap in with me everywhere, you feel me? TikTok, SoundCloud, YouTube, everywhere, man. If you're walking with a real nigga, y'all want to hear some real music that's actually good. Like, I'm just not one of them niggas where it's just like, I rap and I'm trying to force my terrible ass music on the air, buddy. It's like, if you really want to find a new artist that's actually hard for real, tap in with me, man. You always welcome in the Rari gang. You know what I'm saying? You always welcome in the Rari gang. So, you already know, man. You already know, man. Crash Rari, take care. Enjoy the rest of your night. Stay safe out there, man. I look forward to everything you got coming and achieving in the near future. Appreciate that, man. For sure. You already know, man. Salute. All uh, right. Peace out, man. For sure.